are back another week sketching up with Connor and Chris. I'm Chris. That's Connor. Connor, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing good. I was just telling you. I just drove for five hours. Came That's from too long. Brockport, New York. It's by Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a long one. It was a long drive, but we're here now. We're here for the people. We're here for the people. Our people. Our people, yes. Trying to get this uh, new podcast out because it's the one we've been most excited for for about a month. It is our oh, bracket sure. podcast. Put some music there. You'll already heard the music. We're going to put some music there. It's just so make it a big moment. It's going to be like <laughs> have horns and be crazy. It's going to be right there. Um, but our, our bracket, if you listened last week, we kind of teased it a little bit. I'll explain it again right now just so you... Um, just so you get what we were doing here. So we've decided with March Madness coming right around the corner, because it's almost March, mm-hmm. to do one with cartoons. Why not do one with cartoons? That's what this podcast is all about. So Connor and I have created a bracket of cartoons split into four regions. One is Cartoon Network. One is Nickelodeon. One is Disney. And the other one we're calling the Independent. That has like WB... Fox for kids, different stuff like that. Some Hanna Barbera is in there, and I know Hanna Barbera could be in Cartoon Network, but Hanna Barbera is its own independent thing that was bought by Ted Turner. It's a whole thing. We're just throwing <laughs> it into the independent. So it's a bunch of stuff like that. We're gonna go through the matchups. We're gonna talk about some matchups, maybe some sleepers, some of the shows we like the most, and stuff like that. Are you excited for this as as much as I am, Connor? Oh, I'm pumped for it, Chris. I'm really excited to sit here and talk about cartoons for a little while. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not like <laughs> we do that every week. No, we've never done this before. And this is going to be the only mention of Pokemon in the whole thing. You know, I, I went back and listened <laughs> to some of them. I was like, dang, we talk about Pokemon a lot. Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> Pokemon I has become week. a major theme. Well, it's because there's something always going on. But, I get, you know, I say that, but I don't think that'll be the final mention. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but, um... We'll, we'll get right into it. So we're going to have some opening matchups. For people that know college basketball and know how the March Madness works, you'll know what this is. For people that don't, there is a opening matchup in each one. The opening matchup is a matchup of two, this, in this case, shows that are going for the one of the seeds. So in Cartoon Network, we have two shows going for the 15 seed and Nickelodeon for the 14 seed. And Disney for the 16th seed. And for the Independent, it's for the 7th seed. So whoever wins in this matchup will get that seed in the grand tournament. Does that make sense? Should I explain it more? You think that makes sense? I think that makes sense. Uh, Worst case scenario, they listen to you say it again. Yeah, or you could just look it up. There is this beautiful thing called Google that will explain the whole thing. You never heard of it? No, what's Google, Chris? It's this beautiful thing that you can use to look things up. Um, I believe you can find it on the interweb, and you can uh, you can search for anything, but don't search for anything. Don't don't just type in anything. No. Okay, I'm sure the internet is a clean place that will have no yeah. issues if there's I look nothing, into it. There's nothing bad out there. Everyone's rainbow and sunshine. It's a great place. Exactly. So, kind of, let's start with the Cartoon Network bracket. We'll start with the mo- this is the most loaded bracket, by oh, yeah. far, the most loaded bracket. But the first matchup is the 15 seeds Camp Laszlo and Chowder 
Um, Camp Laszlo was a show from probably the late late twenty or early twenty tens. I think Chowder was on around the same time. Chowder um, was a little bit later on, from what I remember. It was like towards the end of the twenty tens. Camp Laszlo was like oh five to like oh nine. Yeah, there you go. Um, two shows that are probably going to be very close. Oh, this one's going to be hotly contested in the voting. I am confident about that. So, um, which one did you watch more when you were younger? I, they were both on when we were in our prime cartoon watching time. So, For sure. which one was more of yours? I got to be honest. I think I'm I'm leaning Camp Laszlo. I remember like more specific episodes of that than I do Chowder. The main thing I remember about Chowder is I loved the animation style of like the the way they paint it was almost like watercolors painted and the colors would like move inside the people as they were walking around which i always thought was really cool but i i think that there was a lot of humor in camp laszlo that just kept me coming back every week when i was a kid and i think that was like my prime cartoon times versus com- when chowder was out so chowder first premiered in 2007 okay so again about around the late late 2010s and Chowder was 2005, so they're not that far apart. You mean apart. Uh, Camp Laszlo was 05? Yes, 2005 to 2008. So they're not too okay. far apart. Um, one big thing about Camp Laszlo is they wanted to make it like Rocker's Modern Life and SpongeBob put together. So they tried to take the best elements of both of those and make it. You know, C- Camp Laszlo had a very weird ending, though. I don't remember the ending. So I was just about to say, I, I remember the ending of Camp Laszlo. Because it was a memorable ending. I don't remember the ending of Chowder. So obviously it wasn't as memorable to me. But the ending of Camp Laszlo was when um, the Scoutmaster, they find out that it's not the real one. You don't remember that? I don't remember this. I don't know why. It was uh, the real Scoutmaster's Heifer. Or someone that's... I don't remember if it was Heifer. Or someone that's supposed to look like Heifer from Rocco's Modern Life. Mm -hmm. And... The scoutmaster that was there, the whole series, was a fraud from the beginning. Okay. And they take him away in cuffs, and that's that's it. That was how Camp Lazo ended. I don't remember if that was the final episode. I'm pretty sure that was the final episode. I got to imagine they were trying to get one more season and couldn't get it. I wonder if their numbers weren't good enough, and they were like, yeah, we're going to leave it at this like twist. Maybe we get to come back. I, I don't think that was a twist, though. I think that was supposed to be how it ended. Because, uh, I mean, like I said, Rocco's Modern Life was one of the um, one of the inspirations. And I believe, might have been the person that worked on Rocco's Modern Life, was behind Camp Laszlo. So they were, like, related in a way. Well, gotcha. Yeah, no, I'm looking at this right now. I for, Yeah, you were right. Like, for uh, Heifer just being there in it. Like, they literally bring in a Rocco's Modern Life character. Yeah, I, I believe that it has the same creator. I believe both shows are created by the same person. Rocco's Modern Life and Camp Lazlo. Now, yeah. I'm not 100% sure, so don't, don't quote me on that until we look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. But I believe they are the the same creator of each one. Um, yeah, Joe Joe Murray created Rocco's Modern Life, and I'm looking for Camp Laszlo, and he created Camp Laszlo. So he's the creator of both of them, and that's why. Okay. And he, he also worked on SpongeBob. So that's that's how you get the inspiration for all that. 
For sure. And that's why Heifer is in at the end because he can use that property because he created that property. So Chowder, on the other hand, you, you know what? Excuse me. You want to explain Chowder? Were you into Chowder where you can explain I, it? I wasn't into Chowder as much. Uh, I Maybe you can give us a better explanation. Okay, so Chowder is a um, a young chef apprentice, I think you would be the way to put it. Yeah. And uh, the day-to-day is him trying to learn how to become a better chef. And, you know, they get into kooky and crazy adventures and things like of that. Of course. As they would. Um yeah, but that's that's mainly what it's about, and I'm not going to explain every adventure or something like that. But it follows Chowder, who is the uh, the kid, and that's obviously the name of the thing. So, Chowder, I will I do notice had more award nominations. Not like that means too much. Um, and it lasted it lasted a lot. Uh, sorry, Cam Lazo lasted a lot longer than Chowder did. Chowder only made it to 49 episodes. Hmm. And Camp Lazlo made it to 100, or no, made it to 61 with 120. So they were about the same. Sorry, I saw yeah. 120. I thought that's they both episodes. got they both got three seasons. Three seasons. So that is an even matchup. Wow, good job, us. Um, I actually I'm thinking I do remember the end of this because I just saw the series finale of Chowder, like the mm-hmm. name of it, and I think I do remember it. I think it shows them all as like 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 10 years later 20 years later or something like that and it shows yeah. their life in the future i'm pretty sure that's what it is i'm gonna look up the final episode now just to uh just to make sure you know i'm not <laughs> i'm not making that i'm not making up the ending of chowder for chowder but yeah it's called chowder yeah chowder grows up and i remember it's about like you see kind of like into the future of the show um so you said you'd le- lean more camp laszlo I think I'm leaning more Camp Laszlo. I think it has my vote in this one. You know what? I would, I maybe would lean the same way, just because there were more things for me that were memorable from Camp Laszlo. Again, like you said, it was more in the prime cartoon watching years, where Chowder was towards the end of that. Exactly. But. We want to, we, it doesn't matter what we think. We want to hear what you guys think. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go on and vote. You can go on any of our social medias and vote. So that's the first matchup of the entire bracket. It's going to be the first one of the entire bracket. And that is the stacked Cartoon Network lineup. Wait, wait until you hear those in a little bit. <clears throat> the, uh, the second one is the Nickelodeon's 14 seed one, which is t- Chalk Zone versus Angry Beavers. Uh, chalk Zone is about a kid named Rudy that finds a magic piece of chalk that allows him to go into the world called Chalk Zone, where you can see all things drawn in chalk. Angry Beavers is about two beaver brothers that live together and get into kooky situations. I feel like that's going to be said a lot, kooky situations. Well, cartoons are all kooky. Yeah, all, all cartoons are kooky. Um, so Angry Beavers was more in the mid-90s. I'm pretty sure, into the early 2000s, where Chalk Zone was early 2000s to mid-2000s. So, this one, again, it'll be close. It was That's around the prime of our listeners. That's going to be like the prime of their 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 cartoon-watching time right there. Like, if yeah. everyone that's probably listening, or if you, you don't know it, you could probably ask somebody about either of those shows, 
and you'll nine times out of ten will hear somebody that knows both of those shows. So let's hear let's hear Connor. Which one are you going with? I gotta be honest. I think I'm leaning Angry Beavers on this one. I know what? it was from '97 to '01, which was a little before I could like remember a lot of stuff. Uh, but it was always playing still in the mornings before I'd go to school. They'd always show a little bit of like the cartoons from a couple of years before. And I don't know why, but the, the main thing that always sticks out, well, I do know why, the main thing that sticks out with Angry Beavers for me is that opening credits. <laughs> the, like, yeah. experimental jazz song. <laughs> like, yeah. going in the credits and them just dancing along. I remember as a kid, I would just be, like, dancing along with it. Like, this is great. Yeah, the opening uh, the opening start for Angry Beavers was great, but you you're, you make it sound like Chalk Zones wasn't. Oh, no, of course not. I mean, I it's just... Uh, for my subjective take, I just like, I, I like Angry Beavers a little bit more. In Chalk Zone, they let you know who had the chalk. That is true. And who had the chalk? <laughs> Rudy. Rudy had the chalk. You know, it's funny. Um, the the girl in the show, named her name's Penny, and I was looking into it, and Penny, the voice actress for Penny, whose name I'll have in about two seconds is like she's all over the place like she's in a lot of the cartoons you probably watched and you didn't know it I'll name, some, I'll, I'll name some off right now she was in chalk zone chowder kids next door invader zim avatar jimmy neutron fairly odd parents danny phantom that's just some she's, of them she's also princess bubblegum <laughs> in adventure time and then, yep She's Starfire and Teen Titans Go. Yep. Which I believe uh, I'm I'm maybe wrong, but I believe that they're the same voice actresses. So she'd be in Teen Titans and in Teen Teen in Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. Continue. Um, yeah, no, I'm just looking at some of these and she's in a lot. She's, she's in everything. She's in everything. Hayden Walsh. Hinden she was Walsh. in a show called Henry the, yeah. Huggle Monster. Never heard of that. You never heard of Henry Huggle Monster? Yeah. Me oh, either. it's one of those like Disney kid, kid, kid shows. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I, have, I haven't either. A happy young Huggle Monster named Henry goes on adventures <laughs> with his friends and family. That's whoa, not, that's kind of crazy. Not, that, I would have never guessed they, that from the when they the run title. into problems. Henry finds a way to save the day. <laughs> from the title, I would have never guessed that. Right. <laughs> that's that's like left field. <laughs> but sorry, like I got us off track. I got us off track. No, it's um, no, you didn't really. We're we're talking about how she she's in everything. Exactly. And um, uh, I didn't realize it when I was watching. Obviously, I realized it later. But even before talks on, she was in a couple of stuff. I it, I don't know. Voice acting it really does go far. That's why they're in everything. But I'd probably I think I'd lean more talk zone. I just remember more of it. So. Obviously, it was more memorable. I know it hey, was... it's our first debate of the two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was more memorable to me because I remember it more. I know you were saying that, you know, the other ones in the late 90s, but I just feel like Chalk Zone, the difference between Angry Beavers and Chalk Zone is Chalk Zone brings you into a new world and lets you, it lets you, ha like, your ma it feeds your imagination. I know Angry Beavers probably did some stuff too, but I feel like from what I remember of Angry Beavers, what I've seen in Angry Beavers, 
it's more of like getting into kooky adventures. I'm going to keep using kooky, so if you don't like that, I'm sorry. I think that's a I think that's a good way to describe yeah. the, the adventures. <laughs> it's a great way to describe it. That's why I'm going to keep using it. But uh, Chalk Zone, just, there were so many ways it was able to feed your imagination. And it showed you that you can imagine whatever you want. You know, all, all they had is the main character, Rudy, drawing stuff. All you had to do is draw it, and boom, to him it came to life. So to you, yeah. it can make your imagination run wild and, and really become creative. And that's what I really liked about it. And I think that's why it was so successful. And by the way, the songs in that, you shouldn't sleep on those songs either. Maybe you don't remember this, but at the end of, I think, almost every episode, there was a music video. I think you're right. Well, I know I I'm know right I on just, that one. I just, like, I don't know what it is. I just don't, like, I don't have the connection to Chalk Zone. I don't think I watched it as much as a lot of other kids. It was one of those things where, at first of all, I think Angry Beavers got canceled. That's why it was so, it did. It was so short. And, I'm, and if I remember right, when it got canceled, they, like, broke the fourth wall and started talking to the audience. They did, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's not crazy short Angry Beavers. The same amount of seasons as Chalk Zone. Both got four. Did Chalk Zone get canceled, too, or they just they might have just ended it? Chalk Zone had a longer years of running, but it had the same amount of seasons. Well, Chalk Zone had longer years because... It, like, came back. It was, like, two seasons or something like that, or a season, and then they didn't release anything for years, and then it came back, and then it, it went away, and it came back multiple times. Um, I, I believe the first the first one came out in, like, it came out in, like, the 90s, the first couple episodes, and then it didn't really start until, like, 2001 or two, I think, and then they did, like, two or three seasons, and then the fourth season came out, like, like in spurts, like almost I can't, there's a show that just did this. It came out in spurts. Like there would be like an episode and then like there'd be like five. And then like a year later, there'd be like another two. That's what Chalk Zone did. That definitely happens more often in cartoons than live action TV. And I think it's just because like there's an understanding with making cartoons and animated shows that, you know, there's a lot more effort that has to be put into it with the animation. You have to send it off to different places. And also, I feel like networks are almost like willing to give them that opportunity because they can do such weird shit. I actually, I think it's also because cartoons are so much easier to uh, to to cancel and pick up. Like once you oh, cancel sure. a live action show, there's uh, there you know most of those people move on immediately. I mean, cartoonists probably also move on immediately in storyboards and stuff like that. But I think it's easier to get together and be like, hey, we need to you know redo this or we're picked back up or something like that. Where I don't I don't think for live action it's that easy. Plus, in a cartoon, they don't age. So you can come back in six years with a different voice actor or actress and do it again. That's true. Whereas in live action, when you replace the actor, it's noticeable. We all noticed there was a different Willie Mays Hayes in Major League Two. We realized it wasn't Wesley Snipes anymore pretty quickly. Even yeah. the sharpest minds. <laughs> not even not in the not the sharpest, sharpest minds. Yeah, not the sharpest minds. I forgot. I was going to say the sharpest been minds a, got it quick. Yeah, us, uh, listen, us over here. Marty explained. It. It's been a long drive. Chris, you've had a long day. It's okay. I've had a long day already. Um, for Disney, we're doing Timon and Pumbaa versus the Emperor's New School. Now, for me, I wasn't a big Disney person. Like 
one of my favorite cartoons of all time is on Disney. And there are a lot of really good cartoons on Disney. But the list of Disney cartoon TV shows was so much shorter than every other station. And the bottom half, not the whole bottom half, but most of the bottom half, I wasn't really as into in uh, watching. But the matchup is the Timon and Pumbaa versus Emperor's New School. Uh, Connor, do you have opinions on either of these? So I was still watching cartoons at this point. I was pretty into Disney when so like Emperor's New School was 2006. It only had two seasons. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa was 1995. So that was like the late 90s. But again, one of those things that Disney would play some of those older cartoons uh, even while we were kids because I think they just had a smaller lineup than Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon in general. Um, I think I'm leaning towards Emperor's New Groove or Emperor's New School even though I loved The Lion King so much as a kid and I enjoyed Timon and Pumbaa. I have zero memories of that TV show. Yeah. Same here. I can't remember a single episode of that TV show because I, I remember them so much from the movies. I remember the opening because it was just Hakuna uh, Matata, like kind of remixed a little bit by them, but I couldn't. Exactly. I couldn't tell you one episode. And well, Emperor's New School. I don't. I couldn't really tell you one episode either. I believe it follows. Um, um, Cronkmore. Yeah, Cronkmore. Kronk, and then I think um, the two kids of uh, I don't remember their names. Uh, I know John you're Goodman's about. character. John and Goodman's his wife. character, yeah, yeah. So I, I think, do remember yeah. it a little bit, but neither of these shows. I'm not gonna lie. I know this one we're arguing back and forth. Neither of these are really memorable to me. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if I should even put an opinion out there. Because I don't. No, I feel like it's fair just to leave it to the the people out there who might actually have an opinion on this and might remember it better than us. People are like, "Screw you! It was a great show." You know what? Maybe I'll have to watch it one day. But yeah, you know what? Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason it's fighting for the 16 seed in in Disney. Like they were both. It was two seasons for Emperor's New School and three for Timon and Pumbaa. Like Timon and Pumbaa was definitely profiting off the fact that Lion King was a huge success well the thing about disney as well and a lot of them do this so i'm not just trying to bash disney here but because a lot of cartoons do this a lot of tv shows do this but disney was big on getting shows into syndication they would get it so it's into syndication and then go to the next one and a couple other ones on the disney bracket and we'll talk about it more when we get to that like those shows were just made to get into syndication, and then they, you know, they were broadcast on Disney and and C or what or not CBS, ABC and yeah, whatever, whatever else they owned, and that's what happened with a lot of them. But if you look at the best shows from Disney, and again, we'll go through this when we get there, they were not in syndication, so it just shows yeah. the quality of the show can definitely be can definitely come from whether you're really trying to put out a good product or if you're just trying to put out a, a product to make money. And again, yeah, like, they're not the only channel to do it. But No, that's, they, it, that's a common thing in it. television. Yeah, but Disney, Disney yeah. especially with cartoons, is definitely known for, all right, let's get this indication so we can make the money uh, back on the show immediately. But 
I mean, there are some really great Disney shows. Again, we'll go through that in a little bit. But let's move to oh, the yeah. independent conference because this is probably – I don't know I just said probably. This is the best matchup of the entire opening round. And, again, you can vote on any of our social medias um, starting probably by the time you listen to this. We'll have it started. So this one is Family Guy versus the Boondocks for the number seven seed in the independent. Those are two heavy hitters, and one of them will go home before the tournament starts. Yeah, this one's going to be contentious in the voting. I think this will get the most votes out of any of the matchups to start this out. I believe so, too. And the it's funny because like the, the newer, fa- newer Family Guy seasons might take – you might say, well, it takes it down a peg because the new seasons haven't been as good. But the first – what do you want to say? Four, five seasons of Family Guy. I would give it. I would give it to probably the fifth or sixth season because I was yeah. just watching the fifth with my roommate uh, just to see if like old Family Guy held up, and we chose season four and season five, and both were pretty solid. There were some episodes where you're like, ah, this is fine, but like season four is like solid, and then season five is where I think it's kind of starting to fall out. So we'll so we'll give it four. First four seasons are pure gold because we're talking pure gold, so there can't be yeah, that's all right. It's got to be pure yeah. gold. And then the first three seasons of the Boondocks are pure gold. So, you know, it's a lot closer because the fourth season of the Boondocks was was pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> I was trying to think yeah. of a better word, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> but and then the new family guys, we all know that they it should have ended a while ago. They should have ended. There's, oh, there's like the Simpsons. Yeah. The Simpsons probably should have ended a while ago. Well, what's great about the Family Guy too that it should have ended this opinion is even the show's creator, yeah. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane, hey, you can tell has been trying to get out of this for at least five to six years. Probably longer than that. They did an oh, episode sure. where Stewie and Brian are locked. Oh, it's the the bank vault episode. The bank Ugh. vault, and they said that episode was created to get such bad reviews that, that they would the cancel the show. Yeah. yeah. And I and he's open about that. <laughs> yeah, and they were open about it. We're gonna have to look into if we let's look into what's that one called? The bank vault. I don't know what it's called, but, but it's that's like a what bottle they're in, episode. right? I think it's called the the bottle episode. Hold I on, think it is look. called the bottle episode because <laughs> that's what it was. Because it's it, a bottle episode. Yeah. All right. So let me look it up really quick, and I'll t- we'll say what season and year that's from. And it's called Brian and Stewie. It's from. 2010 it is 2020 <laughs> it's 2020 Jeez, louise that's how long they've been they've been openly trying to get out of this and here they are still here today making new episodes but Seth, i don't think seth mcfarland really even works on it other than the voice acting like I don't think he does any of the writing anymore. I think he's still an executive producer, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, like, show, he doesn't yeah. actually. I don't think he actually does anything anymore. I think he just kind of like does the voice acting, maybe reviews it here and there. But I think he's just kind of done. He's just like, let's move on. There's so many other things I want to do. I am finding reviews about how good that episode is. That yeah, that's what happened. They made it because they wanted people to to. Uh, See, I think it was bad, but everyone was like, "Oh, it's so deep. It's this. It's that. It's this." Yeah, because it, it went away from like the like cheesy stuff that Family Guy had been doing. Yeah, and then people were like, "Oh, it's nice to see the show not doing this," and they were like, "Oh boy, 
That's not what we expected. It says this episode had no music, excluding the opening theme song, which doesn't count. No cutaway gags. And those are the only two characters in the entire episode. Yep. It's, and that's the only time it's ever done it. And there's no music over the end credits. And there's no main title sequence. So it's just the the, the it opener, just opening started and then the, the episode started. I... For, I don't like that episode, obviously, because that's what it was made for. You know, I didn't. People that really like it probably looked in too deep. But if you're someone that really liked it and you want to tell me why it was a great episode, please, please do it. I have no, I have no problem with somebody explaining why it was a good episode. But to me, it was not a good episode. And to the writers, it was not a good episode. They openly didn't did the episode because they wanted to get out of that. But. Yeah, and it's twenty. That was twenty ten, and that's now twenty twenty. So, so there you go. Ten years ago, they tried to get out of this season eight, which that would have been a good. That would have been a good ending. Season eight, that would yeah. been perfect. Ended in season eight. That would have been the time to go. Yeah, but it's cash cow, and now now that it's a uh, Fox, Fox is owned by Disney, it's I can't imagine it's gonna stop. As long as it makes money, as long as it has viewers, I can't imagine it's gonna stop. No, they're going to let it go as long as they're making some money. You're cor- yeah. you're 100% correct. Well, that's the same thing with The Simpsons, which we'll talk more about that in a little bit. And then the flip side, we got The Boondocks, which is one of my favorite shows. So uh, We'll go with adult. I'll, I'll split adult cartoons and, and regular cartoons. So uh, ranked in adult cartoons for me, it's definitely within the top five, maybe in the top three. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their comedy is just so so well done it's so well written it's just it's, the topical episodes are so good um and it's unfortunate that we won't see any more episodes from the original creator because i know season four he, they fired him which i don't even know how you. why did they fire him they fired him. Some creative. I could tell you in about two seconds. Because that's that seems just so crazy because of how well received that show was. Why would you fire the creator if it's doing that well for it, you? It probably had to do with this. Now I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna look it up and figure out what it had to do with. But it probably had to do with he didn't want to continue making episodes, gotcha. and they were like, "Well, it makes too much money to not <laughs> create episodes." Um, in March 2014. It received a new season without the uh, without Magruder, the showrunner's involvement. Okay. So yeah, this is what they picked him up for a new season. He probably was like, I don't want to do it. He wanted to do a fe- uh, a film. He wanted to do a feature film about Uncle Ruckus, okay. who's the really racist black guy on the. He's a really racist black guy against against black people in the show, <laughs> and he wanted to do a whole movie, a live action movie about him. Okay. And he did like a GoFundMe, and I don't, I just don't think it got. Didn't get the money. It just didn't get the money. Yeah, it's, it has. But don't had, worry, we can make a, a large Pepsi commercial about un- Uncle Drew into a movie. Yeah, but we can't make a, <laughs> one of the most successful Adult Swim shows of all time <laughs> into a movie. That would just be ridiculous, Chris. Um. But yeah, it's what I was gonna say is though it's unfortunate that it can never, it's not gonna ever come back. Like, no, it's it's done now with the passing of John Witherspoon, who 
was uh, granddad on it, and he was hilarious on it. And it's just unfortunate. Obviously, John Witherspoon's passing is unfortunate, but it's also unfortunate that uh, that there's going to be no reboot. It says that they were trying to produce a reboot, so maybe they had some already recorded. Um, that could be true. It could, yeah. It says in September 2019, it was announced that HBO Max had picked it up, picked up the reboot with two seasons, each to have 12 okay. episodes. So there's supposed to be 24 episodes. I don't know if, if they're no, already HBO done. HBO Max bringing back everything. They're bringing back everything. I don't know if... Um, well, that's because HBO has a deal with Cartoon Network now. Gotcha. So that makes sense. they're bringing back all those shows. But I, does this still go on? It's I, it's hard to imagine the Boondocks without John Witherspoon. He's such an I important gotta, character I, to that show. I feel like they'll figure something out, and they'll probably – like HBO, I've, I love everything HBO produces. Like they always do a good job and have like really in-depth stories. It'll be interesting to see a cartoon in there and see if maybe they can figure a way to just kind of bring it all together with Adam. Without without his character, though, it's not the Boondocks. They're going to have to – it's not going to be a reboot. It'd have to be a spinoff. Yeah. Because he's just he's just way too important to the to the whole, the whole show. For he's sure. a main character. It's like killing off a main character in a show. It's hard to keep going. Well, not killing off. It's like uh, – the main character pass, passes away, and yeah, now you, gotta you keep have to going. find other ways to you keep find going. Other ways. So, so it can't be, it can't be a a, a, a reboot. It's going to have to be a spinoff, I'd imagine. True, unless they kill him off in the show, which would be really sad. I couldn't imagine they, doing they that. might go that way. They might go that way. They might, but who knows? There's nothing. I'm look. I'm just looking to see if there's anything. There's nothing about it. The only way he's going to be in some episodes is if he already recorded lines. Yeah, he probably didn't though. It's going to premiere in the it's fall okay. 2020, so he probably he might have. All right. But we'll see. We'll see in the fall 2020. But that's the <laughs> last match up there between um between the openers. So again, we'll do the open I'll say the openers one more time so everybody knows what they are. It is for the Cartoon Network. It is Camp Laszlo versus Chowder. For Nickelodeon, it is Chalk Zone versus Angry Beavers. For mm-hmm. Disney, it's Timon and Pumbaa versus Emperor's New School. And for the Independent, it is Family Guy versus The Boondocks. That'll all be on our social media. All right, now let's go to the brackets. This is the big one. This is the one we were all waiting for, the brackets. So last week, we announced the number one seeds. Which for Cartoon Network is uh, Dexter's Lab, Nickelodeon is SpongeBob, Disney is Gravity Falls, and the Independent is The Simpsons. But now we can uh, we can go through the matchups. We can talk about oh, it. Oh yeah! So we're gonna go through the matchups one by one, um, and then we'll go and we'll talk about some of our favorite matchups, some of our favorite shows maybe, um, and talk about you know upsets and things like that. So why don't we start with the probably heaviest maybe one of the heaviest ones which is cartoon network and the first uh first matchup is gonna be dexter's lab at the one seed versus the misadventures of flapjack which is the 16 seed um dexter's lab is one of the classic classic cartoon network shows so this one in my opinion probably won't go (laughs) 
I think it's going to go one way. I think it's going to be pretty one way, as one verse 16s usually are. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think the, you know, Flapjack, good show. It created, one of the people that were in on Flapjack created one of the be- one of the best Cartoon Network shows of the new era of Cartoon Network shows, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, the number two seed is the Powerpuff Girls. A lot of people argued that should have been number one. I felt it could have gone either way. I feel like Dexter's Lab just had more significance to Cartoon Network than uh, Powerpuff Girls did, although they were both very, very uh, big and they're very significant. Uh, Dexter's Lab was like either one of, I think it was the first original Cartoon Network show. You know, without that, in the first two seasons of it kind of set up the new age of cartoons. So we put Powerpuff Girls as the two. It could have went either way. We already talked about the 15. That's Camp Lazlo versus Chowder. Um, Powerpuff Girls, I think the no matter either one wins, I think Powerpuff Girl probably takes it. But we really don't can't go back and forth on it until we figure out the uh, first matchups. Exactly. Uh, the third seed is going to be Samurai Jack, which is one of the most successful Cartoon Network shows mm-hmm. um, of all time, going against Forster's Home for Imaginary Friends. That is going to be a crazy matchup. That's going to be a good matchup. Samurai it's Jack. It's going to be the people who love the like seriousness of Samurai Jack versus the kookiness of Foster's Home. The kookiness and the imagination building of Foster's mm-hmm. Home. and But Samurai Jack, I say, is the most successful, not because of following or anything like that it does have a big following but it's i think it's won the most major awards of any cartoon network show of all time oh it is especially did you watch the newest season when it came out like years after i i did um actually i did uh, i was about to say i did not and then i thought back on it i did i watched it with uh, a roommate of mine it's just it's so good that show and the animation is so crisp and they just like knew what they wanted and they they went for it and it's oh I love I love myself some Samurai Jack but I also love myself some Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends it's probably one of the shows I watched uh, like the most of on Cartoon Network during my prime I don't see so an, that's, I don't see an upset here but I would not be surprised of an upset here I could see it it just depends on who's voting yeah I, it that's really what it is that's really what it is. Like, it's hard to see Samurai Jack losing because it has such a big following, and like the writing of it. I know this is gonna sound dumb, but it's completely serious. The best shows, the top shows on this list, have the best writing. I know you're like, well, duh, but there are some good shows out there that the writing is a little, you know, it's not the greatest. But then yeah. the top shows though have the best writing. They have the best stories sure. and stuff like that. So this one, I could, I can't see an upset. I think I think Samurai Jack pulls it out, but I, I, would I not also think be Samurai surprised. Jack. Yeah, I also think Samurai Jack's gonna take it, but like, I think there's a Foster's Home contingent out there that might yeah might bring it up there. I think so too. Uh, the number four seed in Cartoon Network is uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog going up against Kids Next Door. I, I, when I said that Cartoon Network is stacked, <laughs> it's so stacked, dude. Like I'm laughing so hard right now because like that's. How can you choose between those two? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's another one where uh, I I don't see Courage losing because Courage is one of the, one of the premier shows that Cartoon Network has ever put out. But Kids Next Door was so memorable. It's that's a tough matchup. That's a really uh, tough matchup. That's I would actually. One. That's the, that's tough too because it's like yeah, Courage was amazing and I love it so much and I can remember so many episodes. But the same thing goes for Kids Next Door. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. They're both just such just... memorable TV shows that they're like they're ingrained in the back of my head, and I'm like, I'm actually having a tough time. We're we're not even voting yet, and I'm having a yeah. tough time. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna you're gonna be sitting back and forth like, which one do I go with? Um, so now we have our first of the new age, um, the new age Cartoon Network shows, Adventure Time, which is again one of oh, the most yeah. successful Cartoon Network shows of all time, going up against their marquee show right now, The Amazing World of Gumball. And Adventure Time, I've been binging it like crazy. And Thank goodness you finally <laughs> binging it. And it's it's an amazing show. It's so well written. And the creator of one of my favorite shows came off of Adventure Time. But The Amazing Girl, the Gum- it's funny because like Adventure Time's it's not serious, but it's like one of those everything's written for a reason shows going up against a show that goes back to the days of Slapstick. Because that's what Gumball is. It's a slapstick comedy show. and But I, I, as much as I've been watching Adventure Time, I do love me some Amazing World of Gumball as well. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have never seen Gumball. Really? It's one that I've just, like, it's always just been away from me. So uh, the Amazing World of Gumball is one of those things where you can watch any episode from any season and you're not going to be missing out on anything. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're going to know what's going on. Yeah. Whereas for something like Adventure Time or some or just something like that, like you kind of need to see some of those past episodes to know what's going on. Or you're going to miss out. You might not know who someone is or whatever. You don't need to know who the characters are in Gumball. Yeah. Like you just need you're to right. know the main characters, which you'll know by watching it and see how they're centered around. The Sixth Seed in Cartoon Network is um, their most successful show recently. Steven Universe versus one of their first shows, Johnny Bravo. Um, Steven Universe is my favorite New Age Cartoon Network show. Uh, it's, I Wait, think, Chris, you like Steven Universe? Yeah, I, uh, a little bit. I don't think you've bit. ever mentioned that. Yeah, just not a, once. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I just like it a little bit. Um, it's their most successful show in the last couple of years. It broke barriers for different ways you can cover things and... Mm-hmm. It's taken a lot of risks. It's gotten banned in a lot of a lot of countries because of the risks it's taken. But it's just so well written. Um, it has a lot of music, which you don't hear a lot in eleven minute cartoons. But it's just it's so good. Uh, going up against Johnny Bravo, which is probably one of the most recognizable cartoon characters of the nineties, early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousand. I don't know if. You know, I always think, I don't know if you can make a show like Johnny Bravo today and it would, like, be able to be a kid's show. But then you watch some of the stuff in, like, Steven Universe and you're like, well, if they could do that, they can definitely have a show like Johnny Bravo. I know it's, like, very misogynistic, Johnny Bravo, but I don't, I don't think it's a show that, like, can't happen again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um... This probably is a tougher matchup to me. It's it's pretty easy. Although I do love Johnny Bravo, uh, obviously. I think it's gonna go Steven Universe just because of what it's done for like it's it's. I even haven't not watched it. Like I would hear and see articles or people talking about uh, Steven Universe and what it's done for the last five years or so. Uh, Johnny Bravo is a recognizable thing, but I still think Steven Universe is gonna take that. Yeah. And with Steven Universe, it connects to to kids and it connects to adults. 
and anything that can connect to multiple uh, multiple viewerships, it's usually has a pretty good chance. Uh, so the next matchup, which is to me the toughest matchup of the entire bracket, which is a seven versus a ten. Again, yep. seven and tens are usually pretty good matchups. Number seven seed Ed Ed Nettie versus the number ten seed The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I I could not say which one I will vote for because those are two of my favorite shows of all time. By the way, for anybody that thinks like, oh wow, you did this because you're biased. Ed and Eddie and Billy Mandy are two of my favorite shows of all time, and they are the seven and the ten. So do not think there is biased on any of these. <laughs> these were formulated already defending by himself. a bunch of different things, and those are two of my favorite shows. And they're pinned up against each other, not purposely. We did the one. I did the one through the sixteen. We did the one through the sixteens, and then we're like, "Oh, that's matched up together. Damn, that sucks." <laughs> and this is the yep, one. Sometimes, I was, sometimes those matchups are gonna break your heart. Yeah, and this one definitely will, because Ed and Eddie is probably my favorite Cartoon Network show of all time, like overall of all time. I just have such fond memories of watching it as a kid. But the Grim Adventures of Billy Mandy, I watched when it came out, and I still watch it to this day. I just think, first of all, Billy and Mandy should not have been a kid show. <laughs> if you've ever watched oh, it, no. that is not no, a no, kid no, show. No. I don't know how they passed it off it's as a kid nuts. show. That's an adult swim show at least. But it was it was on a kid's it's network. It's so dark. <laughs> it's so dark. It's so disgusting. But it's so funny, and I love it. I cannot tell you my opinion on this at this moment because I do not know. I know, I know my opinion on... Probably every single one of these, except for that one. I could not tell you that one. That one's gonna break my heart one way or the other. I'm gonna. Be, it's gonna be a bittersweet because one of them's moving on, but the other one, the other one won't see it until next year. It's gonna hurt. Mm. Um, I just talked a lot for there. Do you have any opinion on Ed and Eddie or Billy? No, Mandy you're good. Them? I think that's a yeah. Those are two super memorable ones from my childhood. Um. Billy and Mandy I loved, but, like, Ed, Ed, and Eddie was just so good, and I have so many memories of that show where I think it's that's going to get my vote, but it's still a hard one. Yeah. Like, I could throw a vote either way, but I'd probably vote Ed, Ed, and Eddie in the like end. Like I said, to me, this is the most difficult one. I might have to go Ed, Ed, and Eddie because it's just my favorite, but still couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. So the last matchup is, um, the last matchup is Teen Titans, the original series, at the 8 and regular show at the nine now i i do love teen titans if you listen to last week's podcast we did watch teen titans versus teen titans go Mm -hmm. um which just came out the original teen titans was another one of those really well written really well done shows but (laughs) my vote would go to regular show regular oh yeah regular show so i watch a lot of cartoons even to this day i watch cartoons obviously and Regular show was the first cartoon I watched as an adult that connected to me as an adult. Like I I connected to the characters as an adult because Mordecai and Rigby in the show were in their mid twenties, mm-hmm. and it was they're living about, at home. Yeah, well, they're li- they're not living at wo- like at work. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're living at work, but like they're stuck at a job. I wasn't really stuck at a job at the time, but they're stuck at a job. In their mid twenties, it was just so connectable. As an adult, you can connect to both characters so well, and they're going through like mid twenties problems. It's weird that it was like on a kids network, but you could see it as well. 
and it had a lot of people I liked in it, like like uh, Charles Gambino was in it, and Tyler the Creator was in it. I think they're in the oh, same. Oh yeah, they episode. were they were able to bring in so many big names to guest star just because I think it's the fact that like our generation was growing up and it was a show about growing up. Yeah, like it's at that point where it's kind of showing you it's like, you know, not everything's gonna be great, but you can still have fun. And here, there's like ways to get by it. Let's still have fun with with everything. Now, have you ever seen the last episode of Regular Show? I have not. It. I really, I don't want, I'm not going to spoil it because I want people to watch it and I don't want them to, to know what's coming, but I will tell you right now, it is one of the saddest episodes to a kid's show I think I've ever seen in my life. Really? It'll hit you. The last, the like last scene will hit you. It'll hit you hard too. Like really hard. Dang. And especially us who are in our mid twenties, it'll really hit you. Trust me, it'll really hit you're you. You're gonna have to at least watch that episode. I might have to go well, back and you, rewatch you, that. You have to watch the whole series, or you won't be as sad on the last episode. I will say that. Okay. Because you need to connect with some of those characters first. So we're gonna move over to Nickelodeon. You want to take us through Nickelodeon, Connor? I guess yeah. I'll start us off. Um, number one seed should be no surprise. SpongeBob. It, like I feel bad for ah, uh, it's facing the 16 seed, which is ah uh, real monsters. I feel bad for ah uh, real monsters. There's yeah. just no way. There's there's absolutely no way. There's an it beats the most memorable one of the most memorable cartoons of all time. I say all the time. I don't know if I said this last week or not. The first, I believe three or four seasons of SpongeBob are the best children or best cartoon of all time. The first three, oh, I, I think would, the first three seasons. I feel like most people would not debate you on yeah, that. It's every episode is you. You might not know, like I, I couldn't. You, could, I could be like, "Well, what's season two, episode five? You wouldn't know. But if I told you, like, "Oh, it's the one where um, they decide to stay open twenty four hours, mm-hmm. and they're they're overnight, and they think it's haunted, and the guy comes in with spatula hand." You know exactly what episode I'm talking about. Yeah, there you go. See? See? The hash-slinging slasher. That's what I mean. And anyone can do that. And it has so many memorable quotes. It has so many memorable memes. It is actually the most quoted show of all time. Of all time. That is actually like, it is the most quoted television show or movie of all All time. All time. Of all time. It is. This show, I have a lot of shows on here I like. This show could easily run away and win it all. Oh, yeah, I, I honestly, my prediction is this one wins Nickelodeon, even though there are some very, very, very good shows on Nickelodeon. Yeah. SpongeBob just takes the cake yeah. every time. That's But you're saying it wins Nickelodeon. I'm saying, obviously, it's going to oh, win Nickelodeon. Oh, it's probably going to win. It's it probably going to win, win it all. Thing. <laughs> oh, it yeah, take down I think it will, show. too. And I, I, I say it all the time. Cartoon Network, overall, I think, was better. It had be- more cartoons that are memorable. You remember more of the cartoons. We're talking about how stacked Cartoon Network is in this. Yep. But Nickelodeon had the best Ooh. cartoon. Oh yeah. And it could it could run away with it all. And Our Real Monsters really never stood. We we sh- don't really even have to talk about it cuz it doesn't really even stand a chance. No, and I never really got into it. I think it might be the move just to move on to our next matchup. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not no disrespect to Our Real Monsters, but All disrespect. You know what? 100% disrespect. 100% disrespect. <laughs> All right, our number two seed for Nickelodeon is Rugrats versus the number 15 seed, My Life as a Teenage Robot, which is in itself a very good show, 
But Rugrats, it just, oh, Rugrats was so good. And that was, like, while I was so young that it was, like, perfect for what I was viewing. Rugrats? And they had so many great movies that came out with it, too. Rugrats in Paris I had on an orange VHS tape, which I played over and over and until, over Until again. the tape war. Exactly. So Rugrats is, especially if you're in your mid to late 20s, you're probably, I would say, 24, maybe 25 to about 32 in that region. Rugrats was probably your first, the first cartoon you watched as a kid. Oh, for sure. It came out right around that time. It was probably the first cartoon you watched as a kid. Was Rugrats? It was the first one you would want to watch, like every new episode and all that. And yeah, and they had the. I think it had a couple movies. They had Rugrats in Paris. Oh, it had a they lot had of uh, the Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries. It had a lot of movies. Just straight up Rugrats movie. Rugrats movie, yeah. So, yeah, Rugrats is a pretty heavy. My Life as a Teenage Robot was was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was a solid show, and I think it might get a couple of votes out there because there are a lot of people who ended up liking it. But it's just it's it's the top of Nickelodeon is just so stacked, so heavy that it's hard yeah. it's hard to beat. The first four or five in Nickelodeon are are stacked. Five could be debatable, but the first four are not. So I'll say the first four are stacked. Yeah. Are stacked. And we're about to get to some more of those right now. Yep. But yeah, you know, uh, My Life is a Teenage Robot, solid show. I remember liking it great a lot. Great theme song. I, I'm, oh, great theme song. A lot of, honestly, a lot of those Nickelodeon shows had great theme songs at yeah. that point. Yeah, they did. Those, those mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I think you ready to move on to the next matchup, Chris? Hit me with it. All right. At number three, we got a classic in Hey Arnold versus the winner of Chalk Zone versus Danny Phantom. So we can focus Angry primarily Beavers. on Hey Arnold here. Angry Beavers. You think it's going to be Angry Beavers? No, you said Chalk Zone versus Danny Phantom. Sorry, versus <laughs> Angry Beavers. My bad. My bad. Um, but Hey Arnold was Don't such spoil a good it. show. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> hey, you know what? Rerecord the whole podcast. Let's start yeah, over. Start from scratch. Go from the top. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Now you can talk. Now that you are corrected. Remember, we said it last hey. week. We want to be corrected. <laughs> That's true. We do like to be corrected. Um, oh no, I don't hey like Arnold. to be corrected. No, but I don't like I I dislike being wrong more than being corrected. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I'm done. T- uh, I'm done talking hey, over you. It's all good. I'm pretty much just gonna say like, I think all of us remember Hey Arnold. That show was just so grounded. It was hit at such funny moments, but it was such an emotional show as a kid. Where they can like hit you in so many different ways. I mean, Stoop Kid, we all remember Stoop Kid. He's afraid to leave a stoop. But he finally leaves the stoop. He finally does stoop it. Kid finally leaves the stoop. But it's just like it it told so many great stories and there's so many memorable episodes and you know, even the movie. They that that stuff goes deep. Remember it's the uh the oh god, what's his name? From he's like it's him like having to evacuate Vietnam. During the yeah. Vietnam War, yeah, and you're like, this is a kids movie, and they and they give up. Is that they give up the kid, right? He gives up it. He can't. He he puts the uh, his daughter on the helicopter, helicopter. Yeah, but he doesn't get to leave yet, and he hasn't found her yet. Yeah. Oh man, I remember that as a kid that had me crying because I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but this is so depressing. So you know how I said Rugrats was your first favorite cartoon as a kid. This is the first one that connected to you. Like, it was deep. It was a deep oh, cartoon. Yeah. Like, Rugrats was fun. It was, it was like uh, how we talked about Chalk Zone, where you can open up your imagination. 
But Hey mm-hmm. Arnold was the first cartoon that was like deep and you connected 100%. to it as as a kid and and you're growing up with him. You know, that was that's what Hey Arnold. That's why I think it's so memorable to me. And it dealt with a lot of stuff that was they were, you know, dealt with a lot of big problems too, like um Helga's parents. It was like abusive. Like her mom was was like mm-hmm. abusive was I believe was supposed to represent like a drunk mom and the dad was a strict very strict dad and they liked the sister more than they liked her like it was an like, abusive situation it's an emotionally abusive family yeah and they're actually showing that on a kid show because they know kids are going through that and they're writing it for those kids i will go out on the limb and say now i don't know years off the top of my head i'm thinking about it and uh, uh, i mean we've been through a couple of things and i'm usually pretty close on this stuff I think Hey Arnold was probably the first one of the... Remember we were talking about good shows and well-written shows? I think Hey Arnold was mm-hmm. the first well-written show, like cartoon, that I could think of. I think it was the first well-written cartoon. Like out of like... Ever. For like in general? Ever. Just like the first like written, well-written, well-written cartoon? Not, not like... Not slapstick, not like... Yeah, no, because like it started well in 96, two years after I was born. Yeah. Like, and if they if it started that early, that's, you, you might be right. That might be the one I think one it's the really first well-written. We'll, we'll research that later, you know, and then maybe we'll get back to you next week on that. But I think, exactly. I believe, Hey Arnold was the first well-written cartoon ever. I, I You could be right. You could be right. All right. On to our next one, which the Butch could series. Be pre- oh, yeah, this is the the but the Butch showdown, <laughs> the butch showdown in Fairly Odd Parents at number four versus Danny Phantom at thirteen. And Chris, I'm gonna tell you, I think this one is gonna come down to the last couple votes. It, it, I just want to say one more time, this is not this was not intentional. Nope. This is actually just how after we did the rankings, it matched up. Listen, I'm not good at math, Connor. Maybe a math genius. No, no, no. The joke secret, of my college was that no one there was good he, at math. I'm gonna go on the limb and say we're both not good at math. And as we just heard, we're not. Oh, sorry, so we're both not good at math. So we couldn't, in our brains, say, "Oh, we put that is four and that is thirteen. They're gonna match up together." I would have never gotten it if we didn't line it up and say, "This is who they verse." So this was not intentional, and I'm so glad it happened. Oh, yeah, this is going to be – I feel like this will be one of the more hotly debated ones for sure. I mean, both have such – I mean, Fairly Odd Parents can speak for itself. So good. It definitely lasted a little too long. Oh, yeah. Um, It went well past where it should have, and I fell off. I fell off before they had the the baby fairy. Yeah, poof. Uh, Poof. Like, I I remember watching occasional episodes after that or, like, the movie when poof happens. Yeah. but just like Fairly Odd Parents was so solid, and Danny Phantom itself too. Like, it got deep sometimes. It's like dealing with like teenage stuff while also you know being a ghost warrior. I love Danny Phantom, and it has a great theme song, which obviously oh, Fairly Odd yeah. Parents. I, but I don't think that I don't think this is even a a close matchup. I think Fairly Odd Parents blows them out of the water. Believe it or not. Oh, for sure. Oh my god, Danny Phantom is listed as romance on Wikipedia. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> um, Fairly Odd Parents is another one that's like Spongebob That's just so memorable and quotable Again, those first four seasons would probably be a top cartoon show Yeah Like, all time It it really would Like, I can It's another one You can explain an episode And 
just by explaining it, you could probably pick it up. Like, uh, uh, like I'll try. I'll, I'll get you right now. Okay. Doug Dimmadome of the Dimsdale Dimmadome. Owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadome, and he owned the uh, the Dimmadomes, the basketball team, the Dimmadomes. Mm-hmm. And then he sold them for uh, walrus nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> walrus nuggets. <laughs> it's just such a classic, 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 classic show. Mm-hmm. So even though this is like the Butch series and they're they're matched up, I don't even think it's close. I think Danny Phantom will get some votes. It'll get a lot of votes. But Fairly Odd Parents, I think, is going to come out on top. Definitely here again. takes the cake. Mm-hmm. Definitely takes the cake. All right, next up, we got another good one in Rocket Power at number five versus Nickelodeon's new show, The Loud House, at number twelve. Chris, you could probably give them a little more explanation of Loud House. I think we all know Rocket Power, but I'll let you get to Loud House first. Yeah, so The Loud House, I bet you doesn't get a lot of votes, but it's because it's their new. Um, the new marquee show that's like their new main show is the loud house and the loud house is about a brother that lives with a bunch of sisters in one house and a bunch of kooky stuff happens um it's it's not bad it's the, like i said it's their marquee show it's their number one cartoon right now uh we i think we talked about either last week we talked about uh, at one point um so if you listen a lot you probably heard about it nickelodeon only has four Nicktoons currently airing on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. So that just shows how much they put behind these, like how much faith they have in those four. And the Loud House is their number one. That's their um, that's their banner on their social media type type yeah. show. So the Loud House has to be on this list. I know there's a lot of classics. I know we went through like a couple of them already, and there's a lot you probably haven't heard yet, which will be coming up. But the Loud House has to be on this list because it's a pretty good show. It's got a lot of recognition and has a good has a good uh, theme, especially for a kids show. You know, a brother living with a bunch of sisters, and it gets deep sometimes. Has its funny moments, but it's their marquee show and it needs to be on here. That being said, it probably will not win. Not only because people don't know it, but because again. A memorable show. This is the last. I think this is the last one, by the way, of the memorable shows that will sweep. I think every single one of the top five are going to sweep. I, I agree with you on that. And then it'll start. Then it'll start getting a little interesting in Nickelodeon. Like we said earlier, Nickelodeon's very top heavy. Like there's some memorable ones. Like we already talked about Chalk Zone, Danny Phantom, and and uh, Teenage Robot and stuff like that, which are very memorable. But the top half is just so strong that. I think it's going to sweep through. And the last one, that Rocket Power is one of the most memorable uh, late 90s, early 2000s cartoons out there. And they had, I mean, that, that show is what invented 100%. the term. I don't even know if this term's used anymore. They invented the term Shoebies, though. Yeah. And it, I've, I mean, uh, my friends and I still call people Shoebies. Yeah, but it, I, for people that weren't around at that time or don't remember, when Rocket Power was around, Shoebie was like, a like a used term like it was used all the time and that's when you have socks on with your sandals they called shoebies and they used it Mm -hmm. all the time now i don't think it's used as much anymore but then rocket power has been off the air for 20 years so it's true you can't expect it to still be used but you know when you're a show that has a that creates a word you're probably in pretty uh gonna be pretty high up on this list 
Oh, for sure. And it has one of my favorite quotable moments of a show, which is, uh, they got sand in the potato salad. (laughs) They got sand in the potato salad. I don't know why. That one just, that's always ringing with me. Isn't it crazy? Like, Nickelodeon just has such quotable shows. I think they just, like, they always uh, they always had good writers. They did. A lot of those shows, just they found the right writers at the right time, and they just made the right shows. And Rocket Power is one of those. And then uh, they had some memorable characters. I mean, Otto and Reggie and them, they were, but, oh, yeah. like, uh, Tito was probably oh, the most. Yeah. Everyone loves Tito. Yeah, he was probably the Everyone most memorable character of the entire series. I think you're right. All righty. You ready to move on to the next one, Chris? Yeah, let's do it. Hit me with it. All right. At number six, we got Rocco's Modern Life versus number 11, Wild Thornberries. And, Chris, I got to be honest, I'd probably vote for the Wild Thornberries here because I have some fond memories of the Wild Thornberries from when I was a kid. That's definitely going to be a nostalgic matchup because it's going to be all about nostalgia because I think the level of show is equal, the Wild Thornberries and Rocco's Modern Life. But you're either going to be nostalgic towards Rocco's Modern Life, or you're going to be nostalgic towards Wild Thornberries. But I think I don't think people have the same level of nostalgia, and I promise that's the last time I'll use it in this sentence. <laughs> of one another, you're either one or the other, and I think that's what this matchup comes down to. One hundred is how well you remember the show. I I mean, for me, it's coming to uh, the fun fact about me. The first album I ever bought with my own chores money was the Wild Thornberries movie soundtrack (laughs) on CD. So uh, I think think you know which way I'm voting, Chris. I think I do. And I'm pretty sure (laughs) Flea was in that, which is... He was. Always cool, even though he didn't actually talk. Um, But I was never big into the Wild Thornberries. It just never... Never really, I was never really got into it. But on the flip side, I never really got into Rocco's Modern Life. If I had to pick between the two, I think I enjoyed Rocco's Modern Life more. And it had like just that, any show that has like adult humor that I could understand, even as a kid, I'll probably nudge more that way. And man, Rocco's Modern Life had a lot of adult humor. A lot of adult humor. And I'd probably lean more on that. But like I said, I think this one comes down to what which one you remember more as a kid. This isn't going to be one Agreed. based on how well the show was written or this or that. Because they're two totally different things. One's more serious. The other one's complete slapstick. So it's going to go based on that. But let's get to the 100%. next one. I'm very excited for this next one. Let's get to the next one. All right. This next one is another good matchup at Jimmy Neutron at number 7 and Cat Dog at number 10. Ooh boy, that's a that's a this one's going to go down to the wire, Chris. And and it's funny cuz Morocco's Modern Life isn't a quotable show, but Jimmy Neutron probably a quotable show. People still use the term brain blast today. I've I've seen it on social media and I've heard people say it, brain blast. I've heard it in car- oh, yeah. other cartoons, people say brain blast. But the first season, maybe two seasons, Jimmy Neutron are very, very memorable. It's another one where you can you can almost always bring up a moment and people remember it. Like when they eat the gum books and start quoting Shakespeare mm-hmm. or the pants attack them. I think that's actually the first episode. And uh, Pants attack is the first I episode. I believe that's the first episode, yeah. And the interesting thing about Jimmy Neutron 
is it was a movie that became a show. Exactly. And that kind of that really started that. All. It's, I feel like that started happening every single time there was a movie after that. Like, I know it happened before. We talked about Timon and Pumbaa and stuff like that. But after Jimmy Neutron, I feel like every time a movie came out, they tried to make a show about it. Yeah, I mean, it just that movie was so successful when it came out. I love that movie. I actually rewatched it like last year, and it still holds up pretty well. Yeah, but that's the, the crazy animation's thing. a little rough to look at. But like, yeah, well, that was made in 1998 or something like that, and it was 3D animation. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, it was a very successful movie that then became a very successful show, and that mm-hmm. doesn't happen a lot. Usually, the show is not as good as the movie. For sure. And, like, I mean, one thing that is just so memorable about it is those Jimmy Timmy Power Hours. Oh, yeah. The, where they brought in the Fairly Odd Parents and they, like, switched universes and you'd see, like, Jimmy in 2D and Timmy in 3D. It's so cool. It was just, like, they uh, they had a lot of fun with it and they were, like, it was still pretty childish and stuff, but there was just so many great moments. Like, Bulby. <laughs> Bulby Stroganovsky. Yeah. Slap, slap, slap. Clap, 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 clap. clap. Slap, slap, slap. <laughs> he does the Shakespeare monologue. You remember that when they're when they're uh, auditioning for the Shakespeare for Hamlet? Yeah, um, and Bulby just breaks into like this like beautiful like eloquent Shakespeare monologue, and they're like, "Ah, uh, no thanks, Bulby." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Like there are some very memorable moments in Jimmy Neutron, and for that reason, I think it's going to be Cat Dog. Even though this could be a close one, because Cat Dog is one of those that you grew up with. It's also fairly memorable. It has its moments. I just definitely remember Jimmy Neutron more, and I think it's just because it came out at the exact right time for when I was watching cartoons. Yeah. And that's the whole point of this. This is all subjective to how your brain reacts to these shows. And that's why it comes and down to me, a vote. It's going to, exactly. And that's why we're just setting it up for you. We're, we want to hear what you have to say, not what we have to say over and over again. All righty. Uh, is it time for the last one of the Nickelodeon, Chris? Let's do it. All right, so this one is hard because at number eight, it's Avatar The Last Airbender versus Invader Zim at number nine. And Avatar The Last Airbender, I could go on for hours about that show because I love that show so much. I put it up there with SpongeBob for my favorite Nickelodeon shows. It just, like, it hit me so perfectly. But also, Invader Zim is one of those shows that's so recognized like people loved Invader Zim so much, I, it's it's gonna it's gonna be tough. I believe Invader Zim was the first time people wanted to riot over the cancellation of a Nickelodeon show. Probably right. Because I remember that got canceled and people were pissed, pissed when it was gone. Um, I. This is another one of those matchups. I never really got into either of them, but I understand the significance of both of them. You know, I understand the significance of Avatar, which is goes down as one of the best Nickelodeon shows ever. Mm-hmm. And Invader Zim, again, had one of the biggest followings. It was like a demand for it to come back, which I believe it did or is getting... It did on, Netf- it did on Netflix. Yeah, it got the reboot. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best parts about streaming. You want something to get rebooted? Just let them know. They'll bring it up. But I understand the significance. And I think this is a very close matchup. I think it has very, very strong fan bases to where this could mm-hmm. this could become something big. This one's just going to be all subjective. It's just going to come down to how you feel in the moment. Now, um, so. 
the one you would think would be known for cartoons, Disney, is probably the most top-heavy one of all of them. And Nickelodeon was pretty top-heavy. Yep. But this is definitely the most top-heavy one. So we'll start with the first one. We already talked about Simone and Poopa versus Emperor's New School. And it really doesn't matter who wins that because they're going up against Gravity Falls, which yeah, might there's, be... Yeah, there's just... There's nothing they can do, no. Chris. There's no way they come even close. Gravity Falls, and and for people that are the nostalgic, like, no, there's nothing better than 90s cartoons. They're going to hate this. Gravity Falls is probably the best cartoon to ever come out. Ever. Like... Uh, yeah, very subjective take. I love Gravity Falls. I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but you go on with how you how you feel about well, it. Well, I think it's... I. I think it's the best cartoon, not because I enjoyed it more than any other one. It is the the best written cartoon I've ever seen. Best written. It, you They put stuff from the end of the series in the first episode. That's true. It wasn't very concise. They were like, they knew what they wanted to do. That's what I mean by it. Which I appreciate that. I love shows that do that, and I appreciate that. I mean, that's why I like Avatar The Last Airbender so much. Yeah. It's because like, they had, they were like, all right, well, here's our three-season arc, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's what Gravity Falls did. They did two seasons. He said, I'm not doing any more. And, and that's I love I love creators who are willing to just be like, nope, that's it. That That's why I say I think it's the best cartoon, the best cartoon ever written by far. It just was so well written, and there's no... The thing with Gravity Falls is there's no fluff. And for people that don't know the term fluff, fluff is an episode in a cartoon that usually doesn't have anything to do with the plot. It's just there to fill in time. And in Mm -hmm. Gravity Falls, there's no fluff. Every single episode has something important for some part of the series. It all comes back. And that's why I say I think it's the best written cartoon of all time. I'll, give, might that, I'll be, give that to you. I'll give that to you. I, I think I said the best cartoon, but I meant the best written cartoon of all time. All right, yeah. See, that makes that, I feel like you could make more of an argument for that. Like, it's hard to I make mean, any I think you can topic make, the best of all I think you can make the best time. cartoon of all time argument with Gravity Falls. But it's hard to – I think that's a hard argument to do only because it's hard to compare something like Gravity Falls to something like SpongeBob because they're two completely different Oh, yeah, they're very different, different shows. Yeah. Very different shows. They're completely different shows. But – if you're talking about the way it was written, I don't th- it's hard to argue any other cartoon. It really is. I mean, if we're going just kids cartoons, I don't think there's a question. If you're going like all cartoons, you know, you could probably put the first couple seasons of The Simpsons in there cuz that's unbelievably written as well. I don't know. I, I just don't think I can't think of another one. I mean, I'm looking at a list of cartoons. Like I'm literally looking at a list of cartoons. No, I know. And I don't I I'm looking I'm like that's not better written. That's not better written. That's not better. It was just everything that happens in that show had significance towards the show. There's for no sure. fluff. There's nothing like that. And I think the comedy in it, there's comedy for, for the younger viewers that are watching because it's Disney. There's comedy for the older viewers that are watching. There's comedy mm-hmm. for everybody. And that's another show that has a huge following. So it doesn't matter who wins with Swan and Pumbaa and Emperor's New School. I don't think they have a chance against Gravity Falls. No, we already know Gravity Falls is moving yeah. on. Um, this next one, is it's a closer matchup. Uh, I think I think the number two is going to take it, but it's Kim Possible versus Star Wars Clone Wars. Now, Star Wars Clone Wars has a huge following. Um, it's a very cult-followed cult show, but it's going up against Kim Possible and... One of the most memorable Disney shows. Of yeah, all time. that's one of those that was just right when you were growing up, and everybody watched it. And I don't. Yep. 
I don't think Star Wars stands a chance, even though no. it's another very well done show. And I love Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I was watching it back when it was on uh, uh, Cartoon Network and before it moved on over. But like, it just like Kim Possible is so good. You still hear the beep 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 on people's phones now. Like that's how much of a connection people still have to it. Disney is one of those things that will always sell things that will make you nostalgic. And this is one of those shows that it came out had to come out almost, you know, 15 years ago and they still sell stuff from Kim Possible because it's so nostalgic. And I believe there was a live action movie that came out recently of Kim yes, Possible. Yes, uh it was on on the Disney Channel. Yeah. It was another one of those D- Disney Channel original movies, which I'm a big fan of DCOMs, but was, I'm guessing that was a little rough. I I I honestly couldn't tell you. But it just shows that <laughs> That's how much that show is still relevant to where they would make a live action movie of that. You know what I mean? It's True. still so relevant even years after it ended to where they're like, okay, we'll make a live action one to kind of bring it back a little bit. You're right. So, um, number three, number 14 is Phineas and Ferb and Lilo and Stitch. Um, Phineas and Ferb is probably the most successful Disney show of all time. That show is, I mean, that kind of came out at around the end of my cartoon watching phase, but like, I still really enjoyed Phineas. Yeah, it's, it's so imagination based. It's so imagination oh, yeah. based. And it's by far the most successful uh, cartoon, like, you know, awards wise and seasons wise and all that, that Disney's ever had. So even though Lilo and Stitch had a pretty good show after the movie, which obviously the movie's, it's not the movie, it's the show for people that are listening. It's not the movie. So. I don't. And it's another one. Again, all the top heavy ones. I don't really think they're 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 clear cut uh, clear cut matchups. You yeah. know, so I don't really want to argue back and forth too much with them. I mean, unless you have a really strong opinion on a a lower seed. No. I don't think there's really much to argue back and forth just because they're just so top heavy. Yeah, all I'll say is I I remember really liking the Lilo and Stitch show. It was fun. It was goofy. Yeah, but it's I just don't see it beating Phineas. No, I don't see it beating that either. So the next one is Ducktales. Now this is the new Ducktales uh, versus Amphibia, which is their new marquee show. Um, it could be a good matchup. I don't think Amphibia is big enough yet. It just started like last year, so I don't think it's big enough yet to where it can take down something like Ducktales. Which, DuckTales is going to be a weird one because the new one is good. Actually, the new one's great. And the theme song is one of the best theme songs in, in all of cartoons, maybe in all of TV. I love the theme song DuckTales. But people are going to be so nostalgic of the old DuckTales. And if they haven't seen the new one, we'll just be like, well, I'm so nostalgic of the old one. This is definitely the one I want to go with. People need to give that new one a shot because it is it's excellent. a very well done show. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And again, if you like the old theme song, this new one makes you want to crumple it up and throw it in the trash because this new one is oh yeah, this new one's great. It's so well done. They literally took they took what they what was great about it and they ran. They with ran it. with they it. They yeah. ran with it's it. It's so good. So I don't think even though Amphibia is new and it's it's very good, um, I don't think it really stands a chance against Ducktales. I think you're right. And here's another one I don't think stands a chance. So uh, number twelve, Chip and Dale, which is another one that's very nostalgic for people. Something they probably watch. loves the Rescue Rangers. Yep. It's yeah. something you probably watched when you were really young, but it's going up against Recess, which is, again, that's yeah. probably the f- – I don't know the years again, but, again, I'm usually pretty close. I believe that's the first really successful original Disney cartoon on Disney Channel. 
I think you might be right. Because it came out before Kim Possible. And I can't think of another one that's really more successful than that on Disney Channel. It was one of the first shows that I felt like I needed to see every episode. Yeah, you need to see every episode. Even though like they didn't all relate, it was just like I was like this. This makes sense. It to just me entertains right you so this much. This show makes sense, and it, and it feels right at the time. And it's just it was so good. You, when I was you said it feels right at the time. I was about to say it's relatable. Any show that's relatable exactly. is going to stick with you. Because I was in elementary school and I had recess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's genuinely some of those like times you'd have at recess. You with had your, friends, yeah, that, like those say, adventures, group of friends, and all that. Yep. And Chip and Dale again. Everyone loves the Rescue Rangers, but I, I just don't think it has a chance. So that's five. That, I think you're right. First five, I think, are washes. I think those are all wash. Yeah. I think that's one I think through I'd five. Ag- is I think sweep. most people would agree with you yeah. at this point. That's two of them where I think one, or maybe three of them where I think one of through five is going to sweep. I think every single one, one mm-hmm. through five is going to sweep. But again, that's why they're ranked that way. Um, this one is a matchup of a show that's really good. That was their marquee show for a while. It was the marquee show of Disney XD, which is like their uh, cartoons and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. more teen-driven ones, against a show that, again, will be nostalgic. But I don't know if it's as nostalgic as Chip and Dale or, or DuckTales or anything like that. This is Star vs. the Forces of Evil at number 6 and Darkwing Duck at number 11. Now, I know I know you haven't seen Star vs. the Forces of Evil. A lot of people probably haven't seen it. It's a new, It just ended last year. It's very, fairly new. And it's, it's one of my favorite Disney cartoons ever. I really liked it. The last two seasons are so good. They're so good. It's about a... Uh, a princess from another dimension that gets sent to Earth to kind of straighten out before she takes the throne and, like, learns how to use her magic and stuff like that. Mm. It's really good. And, the, like I said, the last two seasons are really, really good. You will be locked in in those last two seasons. It's one that I need to need to give a shot. I mean, like, even having not seen it, I feel like there's enough people out there who probably have seen it to where it should beat Darkwing Duck. A lot of people have good memories about Dark Darkwing Duck, but really all I remember is like the theme, the costume, it being on DuckTales, and that yeah, and that's about it. That's what it was. It was, like, it was a it spinoff was, of DuckTales. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's it's like it. I'm sure it was a great show, and a lot of people have their memories, but it's just it's not really coming up for me. So the reason I say that I would put this on upset alert, um, it's like I said, it's one of my favorite one. It's probably my second favorite uh, Disney cartoon. Obviously, I think we know Gravity Falls is number one for me. Um, mm-hmm. But the reason I say it's an upset alert is because a lot of people haven't seen it. And so you're going to be, well, I've seen Darkwing Duck, and I do remember what it is, so I'd vote for that. So it could be an upset alert from nostalgia alone. And it could be an upset alert for just sure. by lack of viewership from our listeners. For sure. So I hope Star moves on because I think that could definitely be a sleeper if people have seen it, but. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend going. It's only four seasons, and it's really good. The first the first two seasons, there's a lot of fluff. Um, there's a lot of introductions and stuff like that. But the last two seasons, there's not a lot of fluff. They, there's still some because it's cartoon. I can only yeah. I can't I can count on my hand how many cartoons I can think of that don't, don't have, have fluff. fluff and yeah. I think it's like two, maybe not. It yeah. might be one <laughs> that I can think off the top of my head. Um, but the last two seasons are are really just. So well done. Um, so seven verse ten in the Disney bracket, the Proud Family versus Ultimate Spider-Man. So this this Spider-Man, I went went through to make sure I picked the right one. This is not the '90s one. This is not the one that's on TV now. This is one from 2012. The uh, Ultimate Spider-Man 
It was the first uh, Disney Spider-Man cartoon. Really good. Voice acting's really good. The characters are really good. This is one if you, you like Marvel and you like Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man's the way to go. The Proud Family is another really, really, really successful Disney show. Um, it's a ver- another one of those memorable shows. This is the first matchup of the Disney bracket that could go either way in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I I wasn't super into the uh, like Spider Man show. Uh, I wasn't really into superheroes outside of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. But Proud Family, when I was young, was one of those shows that I again I watched all the time. Yeah, and it has a lot of memorable characters and just like it's very funny. The movie was really well done. It's one of those ones that definitely has a lot of memories for me, which swings me that way. I wish I had watched the Ultimate Spider Man show because I've heard such great things about it, but. Proud Family's probably got it for me. Yeah, like I said, this could go either way. Um, I really like the Ultimate Spider-Man. That'd probably be my vote. I'm also a huge Marvel guy, so it would probably get my vote because of those reasons alone. Um, no disrespect to the Proud Family, just not. Wasn't it's one I like one more than the other, and that's what this whole thing's about. So the last matchup is an, I think is an upset. It's an eight versus a nine, so it's not a big upset. So one mm-hmm. one of the more successful Disney cartoons of recent times is Wander Over Yonder. And that one I feel like will get no I don't know if it'll get any love because a lot of people probably have never seen it. Yeah, like I'm looking at images right now, and I don't think I've even seen like advertisements yeah, for like it. Yeah, like it doesn't have any characters you'd even know, and that's what I was yeah, gonna but... say. It wasn't really advertised or anything like that. It aired on Disney Channel one year, and then I believe it went straight to Disney XD in like 2014 or something like that. So this might yeah. be one that you may not know. the The guy that created it was uh he worked for like Foster's Home and he worked for uh Powerpuff Girls I think let me click on this yeah. really quick to make sure I'm right series created by yeah the Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends that guy uh Craig McCracken created those uh sorry created the show uh, but it was mm-hmm. one of the most su- more successful ones on the Disney XD I just don't think it stands a chance because no one's going to have heard of it because it really wasn't advertised. This, it goes with Star vs. the Forces of Evil as well. One of their more successful yeah. shows. It was never advertised. You never heard about it. You don't see it anywhere on Disney. But it was a really good show. And it was their marquee show for a long time. So for sure. it's too straight. Well, not too straight. Two, two of the last three where I think might get upset just because you don't know it. But this one is going up against a real classic a real classic and the reason it is so low on this is because it wasn't really an original every time and no. that number nine is the house of mouse and the reason i say it wasn't original ever every time is because it was like hosted by mickey and then they just showed old mickey mouse cartoons it was like a, it was like a clip show. yeah it was a clip exactly show that it had its own kind of stuff going on and they added like some fun stuff in the house of mouse but overall you're right it's not a very it wasn't original for a full episode no so i i couldn't rank it high because it wasn't an original one but at the same time it was original because it had its own mix of the shows and it had its own things going on and stuff like that and it has an an amazing uh opening the house of mouse theme song so i had to put it on the list but 
I think this is a this is a big upset alert right here. Is uh, Wander over Yonder getting upset by House of Mouse? But it's not a major upset because it's a nine ver an eight versus a nine. And of course. An eight. Yeah, no, I think you're. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that can go either way. I do think it's going to go House of Mouse just based off of like the fact that a lot of people, including myself, probably just never heard of Wander over Yonder. All right, Connor, take us home here with the Independent Conference. All right, we're finishing it up here, folks. Let's get right through it. So. I think you can guess what the number one show of the independent conference they don't have is. To guess. Simpsons. We told them. We've already said it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you had to guess, Good guess, guys, Simpsons versus the number sixteen seed, which I think is gonna get a very big cult group to come in, Dragon Ball Z, and we all know the Simpsons. We all know just how beloved it is. Another one of those shows that's gone on a little too long, but people still seem to enjoy it. So like, I can't can't be against them versus a beloved anime within the United States that is just so worldwide that Chris this might be this could be a close matchup and I'm actually really excited to see what happens yeah this is gonna be a close matchup I would not put it on upset alert because like we were just talking about well-written shows the first I want to say seven seasons which seven seasons of one show to be well-written is a lot. That's more than most shows last. That's, yeah, exactly. In the first seven seasons of of uh, The Simpsons, I think it was seven. Whoever, it's either seven or eight where Principal Skinner is a Principal Skinner. And that's kind of where The Simpsons yeah. died. Before that episode, every episode is so well written and so well done. And it was such a big hit. But going up against Dragon Ball Z, it's going to be close. But I, think, I don't think it's on upset alert. No, but like... I could see a UMBC over UVA kind of thing happening with it. Yeah. I won't lie. I, I, like I could see that just like blowing our minds out of out of nowhere. I'll give you this: out of all the one seeds, this one is the only one where it could get upset, and it, I I wouldn't be shocked. The, yeah, like I don't expect it, but like it could happen. Like Cartoon Network is stacked. The Independent is the most stacked one because we're taking it from so many different networks and different mm -hmm. programs that this and is And there's just like plenty stacked. of shows we even left off of it. Yeah. It's just so stacked. It was just so um, stacked. And to show how stacked it is, I'm going to move on to the next matchup, which is number two, Scooby-Doo versus Pokemon at 15. And these are the classic ones. We're not talking about the extended universe of these ones. We're talking about classic Scooby-Doo yeah. versus classic Season Pokemon. Season one of Pokemon. And exactly. I think this is another one where the upset could happen. Could. I love scooby-doo and i love all the spinoffs it's just like one of those shows that's uh, so good and timeless but pokemon also just holds that place in my heart we all remember watching that first season of pokemon as kids i had it on vhs and individual episodes on vhs could you imagine if this like, just went off with of uh, uh, openings right if it was just openings <laughs> again such a tough matchup <laughs> <laughs> it's still a tough matchup. Um, but, like, I had, like, the, the episode where they have to – they find the Hitmonlee and the Hitmonchamp, and they have – they're, like, fighting. Or they have to, like, get them to fight in, like, an arena. Yeah. Like, I had that on VHS. Yeah. Like, there's, there's just – both shows have such memorable things. Both have such good places in my heart, and I'm sure many other hearts that, oh, this one's going to be tough. And you know what they have – both have that you forgot is huge followings – Yep. They both have huge followings. And remember I said that we wouldn't talk about Pokemon, then I took it back. This is why I took it back, because it's right here on this list. Um, exactly. You, 
I wouldn't be shocked if it got upset just because they both have huge followings. But I don't see it happening. I mean, Scooby-Doo, man. We're talking about cartoons. Scooby-Doo mm. is one of the best cartoons ever. The original one? Oh, for sure. One of the best ones ever. So, But Pokemon also spawned. It was, was the game before the show? Yes. Okay. The Pokemon was spawned from one of the most successful games of all time. Yeah. Which might bring in some people as That's well. That's what I mean. So it's one of those things where it's you've got two franchises that have gone way beyond their original thing, and it just it's it's going to come down to votes. It's going to come down to votes. Um, for this next one, this one, Chris, I we got the unluckiest matchup here because this is going to be so contentious. There's going to be people getting real mad at this one. <laughs> Thank you. Number three, South Park versus number fourteen, Rick and Morty. South Park has been around for so long, and they're still trying to new, out new things on it versus Rick and Morty, which is one of the most popular adult shows right now with such a big following that, like, oh, my God, Chris. I, don't, I, can't, even, I can't even get into it. It's, wh- what's going to happen? I, don't, I think South Park takes this just because if you said you can only watch one show for the rest of your life, which one would you take? I, I don't see people taking Rick and Morty over South Park. See, that's the thing. I do think people would take Rick and Morty over South Park because the people who love, 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 love Rick and Morty are will not shut up about it. It actually <laughs> made me stop watching the show. I won't lie. The fan base kind of killed it for me. Yeah, but you, um, I've heard that from a lot of people. And that's what I'm saying. It's like it's going to come down to if we get a lot of – if we have some fans out there that are Rick and Morty fans, they're probably already shouting at me right now. They're probably turning off their podcast, throwing it at the wall like, you don't get it, man. You're not smart but, uh, enough to get it. Yeah, that's the, oh my god, that's the dumbest. <laughs> so dumb. I'm not trying to get in here to get like piss off Rick and Morty fans, but come on. I don't on, care if, I, if if you are that Rick and Morty fan that says that. I don't care if you're pissed off. I really <laughs> you're not don't. Not allowed to vote in our our competition. I don't. You can be in the competition. I don't care if you say you're not smart enough to get the show. I I don't care if you're pissed off. That's a stupid statement. That's such a stupid statement. You're right. You're right. You can be as pissed off as you um, want. But yeah, um, that's going to be a contentious one. I do think South Park's going to come out on top, but I wouldn't. I w- this would be the least surprising if Rick and Morty came out. The f- this has huge upset alert. The first me. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I'm going to count. Uh, I think every show has eight. has upset alert on this in this bracket. I would say, but I would say the first eight, which I'm counting because the seven seed has two. Well, I'll, I'll say mm. the first seven. I, I don't know if I could put the Boondocks in this are usually listed as some of the top cartoons of all time. Exactly. In for sure, but that's the thing. It's like there's just so many good cartoons out there. It's there's always an upset pa- capability. Yeah. Um all right, on to this next one. Another one which I feel like could have upset alert is number 4 Looney Tunes, which is we all know Looney Tunes versus number 13 Futurama. I don't see it. I can't see an has, upset. Oh, Chris, I do. There's so many Futurama fans out there. Yeah, but come on. You're talking Bugs Bunny. You're talking Bugs but Bunny, this man. All, this is all subjective, man. There's a lot of people who like probably haven't watched a lot of Bugs yeah, Bunny because they're so old. You could have never watched a Looney Tunes ever, and you know who Bugs Bunny is. If you've never watched a Futurama, you wouldn't know one character. No, for sure. But this isn't a this isn't a competition of who which is more recognizable. It's about which you like. But better. yeah, when people when people like are Futurama voting, might, what's it going to go on? Out there. You know, for us, yes, we're we're talking back and forth about which one's better. But if someone's voting, 
I think it's, it'll go by what's more recognizable, what you have fonder memories of. Do you have fonder memories of Futurama or, like, Space Jam? That's what it's going to go off of, actually. I feel like our oh, generation is going to go off I, Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam might, might swing that vote so far. Yeah, even though <laughs> it's right, not the right, show right. and it's supposed to be based on the shows, you can't, you can't put that in someone's mind while they're voting. For sure. All I'm saying is that Futurama's got some upset value here. It definitely does. I think this whole... But I don't... This whole I don't it definitely does, but I don't think it value. does. <laughs> it definitely does, all but right. I don't think it does. All right, all right, all right. To move on, we got Tom and Jerry at number five and Animaniacs at 12. This one has a little bit less upset value because Tom and Jerry I is one of the more recognizable cartoons of all time. Like, you see a picture from that, you you understand. Yeah, it. you know who they are. And this is it's the same thing as Looney Tunes. But the mm-hmm. thing Animaniacs has on Tom and Jerry is it was on when most of this fan base was exactly. was most of the listeners were growing up, and and it has a lot of memorable moments. It does. The first season and a half of Animaniacs are again going back on the classics. Those are classic ones. Those are ones that you might not remember them now, but if you went back and watched them, you remember Saturday morning WB Eleven mm-hmm. Animaniacs. You'll remember it. Everyone remembers the 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 song of the states. Yeah, everyone remembers exactly, and the presidents, or the, the countries, the countries, the, countries, yeah, yeah. the states, the presidents. It was it wasn't states, it was state capitals. State capitals. Yeah. yeah, no, like everyone remembers those bits. Like Animaniacs is very memorable. Show. I used the one with the countries, even though I believe some of them didn't exist anymore. When I was in college, I literally put it on repeat while I slept because I had to have a test where I had to name every single country in the world. And mm-hmm. I, put I did the same thing for my uh, honors social studies class my ninth grade year because we had to literally write all the countries of the world on a map. Yep, that's what we had to do too. And I got a, I got a 99 because I got them all right, but one of them I got right but spelt wrong. Oh, no. Thank you. Thank you, Yakko. It didn't teach you the spelling. It didn't. Yakko didn't teach Yakko you the spelling. Yakko didn't teach you the spelling. But thank you, Yakko, <laughs> because you are the reason I got a 99. Uh, <laughs> on to the next matchup. Uh, we got a classic in Flintstones at number six versus another anime weeb show, Naruto at number 11. And uh, Chris, I'm going to tell you, I loved Naruto when I was in high school, in middle school to high school. I would watch it. I recorded on my parents' DVR. I loved, That was like that first anime for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I have fonder memories of it than the Flintstones. We all remember the Flintstones. Yeah. But do I remember any specific episodes? Not really. I just remember, like, the Wilma and, like, you know, dinosaurs being used for household utensils. Yeah, you're not going to – this one's not going to be one on remembrance of episodes. It's going to be one on, uh, like, memory of the character. You know, like, more people are going to know – and I, I don't mean disrespect Naruto. More people are going to know Fred Flintstone no, for than, sure. than any character on Naruto. But – I don't know. This one could go either way. It can go because it's like I feel like this is going to go either way, but the way it goes is going to be big. You know what I mean? Oh, like for either sure. Naruto's going to win in a landslide, or the Flintstones are going to win in a landslide. I don't actually see it. Like I don't think this is going to be a close one. I agree with you. It, it's either going to be one way Flintstones or one way Naruto, and I think for for me, I think it might go Naruto just because that was coming out when we were in like that late elementary school early middle school to high school and it's still it was still coming out for a while and it's genuinely the most popular anime of all time yeah but then on the flip side the flintstones is one of the most 
recognizable named shows ever. Agreed. Uh, one of the most recognized vitamins. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most recognized we all remember vitamins. Flintstones vitamins. And I know we've all seen the movies where they team up with the WWE characters. Oh, oh you God. haven't seen that movie <laughs> where he's with John Cena? <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Uh, it was a little rough there, Chris. <laughs> you did you hear? Did you hear crickets too, guys? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was a joke. I haven't seen them either. I just know they've done it. <laughs> it well, actually, I don't know they've done it. That could have been Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a dream that I had. No, 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 no. no. Somebody teamed up with John Cena, but it might have been Scooby Doo. Uh, Scooby Doo. It might not it's have Scooby been Doo. Flintstones. It's Scooby. It's Scooby Doo. Oh, is it Scooby Doo? <laughs> See, exactly. I didn't even know. About, I didn't even know which one it was. The only thing I really remember right. with the Flintstones, other than the beginning. Is the movie Viva Rock yeah, Vegas? With John Goodman. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's another rough one. Yeah, no, I didn't say it was good. I just said I remembered it. <laughs> it's memorable. <laughs> um, all right. On this next one, it was Family Guy versus Boondocks at number seven versus number ten, Batman. Chris, which Batman are you talking? Batman, about? Batman the animated series. Okay, perfect. Just had just had to clear that up for everybody. Yeah. Well, um, you want to take away on with that one? You were more of a Batman fan than I well, was. Well, I, I, I don't. We don't really have to talk about Batman the animated series against because we got to figure out who wins first. That's Family true. Guy and Boondocks. That's true. Then whoever wins, they have to take down Family Guy or Boondocks. So That's it's true. It, it's a tough matchup for for one of the better superhero shows. It was one of the first superhero cartoons to come out that was beloved for its storyline. It was beloved for its dark themes. Like most of the time before yeah. this, you had the superhero cartoons that were goofy and like they were funny and, and guys were bright, bright colors and had goofy voices and stuff like that. This yeah. was kind of the first time where they decided to take dark themes into the cartoons. And it was for that's sure. why it's so memorable. It's another one. You'd go, you'd watch the WB Saturday mornings. And this is one of the shows on the WB. But it has a tall order to try to beat. I don't. If Family Guy wins, it doesn't beat Family Guy. If Boondocks wins, it'll be close because I feel like a lot of people that like the Boondocks are big fans of Batman the Animated Series. Probably like those more adult themes. Yeah, for you get sure. what I'm saying. Like I don't think people that are voting for Family Guy are gonna are gonna be voting. They're gonna yeah. continue voting for Family Guy. I, I think you're right on that. Yeah, case. but the people that vote for the Boondocks, if it gets the Boondocks versus the animated series, it it could go either way because the fans of Boondocks are probably also fans of Batman the animated series. So if it's Boondocks, I think it's a close matchup. If it's Family Guy, I don't. Uh, I I think whoever votes for Family Guy is just going to continue voting for Family Guy in, until the end. I think you're right, and you know, I'm I'm going to lead us into the last matchup which I think is another one that's going to be very contentious in Archer at number eight versus BoJack Horseman at number nine. Like, Chris, what are we supposed to do about that one? I don't know. I couldn't even tell you which one I'll take. I will say that the the newer seasons of Archer, I, I haven't gotten into as much. Um, yeah, I haven't watched since they started doing like the themed seasons. Where they're like all like around one thing because they've kind of just gone gone off of like the like extended storyline. Well, the, um, I think they had to because they were working under the name. Oh, ISIS. for sure. <laughs> can't, yeah, can't and that was the whole that. thing. They and they made a lot of jokes about that, but like, I don't know. I don't see it beating BoJack Horseman. No, like I feel like BoJack has taken over as that like adult animated show that people just so related with. 
There were so many good themes that had its humor to it. It was sad. It was funny. It was heartwarming. There was just so much about it where I just I think Bojack's taking this Out of one. all 17 in the independent conference, Bojack is probably in the top two or three of best written shows ever. In this in this conference, um, the first couple seasons of The Simpsons might be the only one that really goes ahead of them. South South Park can be very well written at times, as well. For sure. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't really see one where I go, yeah, it's more, it's better written than BoJack Horseman. I agree. Archer's with that. at the eight because BoJack was still kind of going when this list was made. BoJack literally just ended, like. Yeah. You know, like not even a month. We literally ago. did that episode. Yeah. We talked about that like two episodes yeah, ago. So, so go check that out if you it. want to. Two episodes ago, we talked about it. Um, but I think BoJack takes it, and BoJack might be a sleeper at a nine seed. I think go it's going to go far. Deep. I think it's going to go far. It could go very, very deep. Um, speaking of that, let's go through really quick. This will be the last segment we do here because I know you've been hanging with us for a while, and we appreciate it. Um, let's take someone that we think could be a sleeper to go deep. They don't have to win it all, but a sleeper to go deep. Let's each pick our one that's going to be like the one that we think. Oh, is going you the you want to go one? Sleepers. I was going to say why don't we why don't we pick one from each each thing that we think okay is we can do go pick deep. one from each one. I like that. I like that. Um, all right, for me, I think it's gonna be regular show for Cartoon Network. Okay, I think that's going to go pretty deep. And I think it's because it like came out at the right time for a lot of people. Yeah. All right. So we're, we won't even talk about it because I have the same one. I think regular show is going to go very deep in that one. So let's Perfect. go to Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. I think the one that could go deep, and I think it's, I think it's going to be the nine seed. I think it's going to be Invader Zim. I think it had enough people really. Like I don't know if that's a sleeper, but like it being at that nine seed, but it, it feels like it could go deeper than a lot of those other shows. And I again yours. Yours is more of a sleeper than mine. I would say one that can go deep. That's a kind. Of, it's a middle seed. Is Jimmy Neutron? I think Jimmy Neutron has a chance. I don't see anything past Jimmy Neutron going deep. Um, Avatar has a decent chance at eight, but I just think uh, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I think Jimmy Neutron has the best chance of the the lower bracket seeds to go deep there. That one's a tough one because once you get to like yeah. ten. I don't see any of them getting past the first round. <laughs> Maybe yeah. even nine. I don't. I don't see any of them. Getting, but Invader Zim could. Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, past ten. I don't really see any of them going past <laughs> past the first round. So it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, For yep. Disney, I'm thinking Recess at five. I know it's like up there in the top ones, but like I feel like that could go a little bit deeper than uh, like just the base seating would go. I think I'm thinking Ultimate Spider Man. I think if it gets okay. past the Proud family, it's going to go deep. And yeah, okay. cause it's just I people people love Spider-Man. You're right. And I know this, these sleepers aren't really that deep, but you know, no nobody's going to take Timon and Pumbaa or Emerson's <laughs> school at 16, so well actually. Actually, <laughs> thanks, but that's my favorite show. Now, this one All this right. one's tough. This one will probably have the best sleepers. This one, I, I know what my sleeper is, and it's the one I said earlier, Rick and Morty. I think there's enough people out there. It's still such a recent show. A lot of people are watching it. I think that's going to go deep, 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 deep. I think it could beat South Park, and if it beats South Park, it's going deep. That, so I had two, and in case you went with one, I was going to go with the other. Um, if Futurama beats Looney Tunes, it's going to go deep. 
I think that's true yeah. too. If Futurama beats, it's got to get past Looney Tunes, which is a tall order, just like Rick and Morty with South Park. But if it gets past Looney Tunes, it can go. I real think far. it's going yeah. all the way. I think it's going all the way. So um, we won't we won't do uh, who we think is going to win right now because we still you know we're going to be going. We got more episodes of this. We in got the more future. episodes of this. But do you have one that you think? Uh, what do you What do you have for uh, your f- maybe a finals matchup? You got finals matchup. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm thinking. Sp- I think SpongeBob for sure is in the finals. I just don't see that not making the finals. Versus, possibly, is that on the same side of the bracket as Cartoon Network? Yeah, you know what? We won't do this Ooh. yet. No, we're not doing this. Let's give it time. Yeah, Let's give it time. we won't do this yet because we got to let it marinate a little bit. For sure. So you have all the matchups. They're up online. You can see them all. There's plenty of ways to vote. Uh, any of our social medias, they're also, there's also going to be a website that will already be up by the time you hear this um, that you can go on. It'll be, again, on our social medias. You'll be able to find that link. You can vote for all that stuff. Next episode, come on in. You'll hear who the winners are. We're going to do the opening round. Uh, for the first couple days, and then we'll go right into the first round. We will go smack dab mm. into the first round, so we can get that going next week. Uh, definitely come back and listen. I mean, and definitely go vote. I want to see what everybody's opinions are going to be. I want to see some big upsets. I want to see some big upsets. I do too. And I want to really see who's going to win. To prove us wrong, I don't think we said that there was been, the only big upsets we said were in the independent, and that's the most stacked mm. one of all of them. So prove us wrong. But I'd love to. I'd love. Yeah, I'd love to see it in some of the ones where I wouldn't expect yeah, definitely it. Definitely come and prove us wrong and show us that, you know, Gumball is going to be at Adventure Time, or, or Angry Beavers beats Hey Arnold. I don't know. Just show us we're Let's wrong. I'm some, just trying to pick some... matchups that you could show us we're wrong. Exactly. But thanks for listening. Join us next week sketching up, Chris, uh, Connor, and Chris. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. It's sketching up CNC on all of them. You can listen to this. Anywhere podcasts are. The reason I say that is go listen to some of our old episodes. We cover some cool stuff. Last week we were with Joe Brown, who is a Pokemon commentator, who has some big news coming up uh, soon. So definitely stay connected with him. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. It'll be everywhere you can find us. We are going to put it out there so you can vote. Let's get this thing started. Connor, it's time to send off. All right, Chris. It's been a good one. Join us again next week. We'll go over all this stuff. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you later. Thanks, everybody.